0: Radio One ninety one FM podcast. So how are you today, Emma? I am so so good. How's your time being back in um, New Zealand? Like after, um, of course, like coming back from London during this whole problematic, like going through all the like major airports and like the long travel time returning. How was that experience? Dude,
1: the whole process getting home extremely chaotic and stressful. First of all, I thought I would just, like, stay in London and stick it out, but um, it was sort of just getting more dire by the day, so I packed up my life in the space of eight hours, uh, <laughs> booked a flight, went to the airport, uh, realized that my passport had expired, which was
0: really reassuring, you can you
1: imagine. Yeah, that just uh. sounds like <laughs> stress
0: overload for everything.
1: Luckily, I was allowed to come home. Thank you, into Immigration. <laughs> um, came home, um, and now I'm back in my tiny hometown with mom and dad. And um, you know, just trying to <laughs> rock it out in my childhood <laughs> bedroom.
0: Oh, uh, I feel that. Of course, one of the givens is of being back with family. Um, what has been one of your mm. favorite things, of course, returning back to New Zealand for this period?
1: Um, there seems to be an endless supply of red wine in my family house
0: thanks to my father's. <laughs> That's one really
1: cool thing. That, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, <I don't> <laughs> The pros of
0: being up in the Marlborough, I feel. Just, all the wineries. Uh, oh, so much beautiful
1: Marlborough red wine in this household. It's great. Um, no, um, Oh, I'm just staying up because earlier hours of the morning and sort of just writing songs. That's all I can really do. I'm not leaving the house. My mum is considered high risk she's got uh, pretty poor lungs. So, mm. really, all I have been doing is writing music. And I don't have any excuse to not be writing music. So. Where I've been putting all my time and energy into,
0: which is you
1: know great.
0: Yeah. For the shit show of COVID nineteen. Yeah. Um. Even then, like of course, with writing your music right now, you've also formed a new band, um, the Eyes October and the Eyes. is yeah. the full title of that. What was it like forming that when you got to London? Was it? Did you, like, know some people there that was like, oh, let's work together? Was it, like, easy to sort everything out? Did you meet them through modeling and all that kind of jazz?
1: Um, well, I in New Zealand and I left my label and I left my management and I knew that one of the things I really wanted to do was start a band. So, more of a, more of a band capacity. Um when I moved to London and I ended up just meeting these incredible musicians by chance just through various people a couple of them I actually did meet through modelling gigs weirdly enough mm. and then the others sort of purely by chance and I just went out know, on a living my but obviously now that I'm back here, but um, no, we, we did some recordings and stuff, so I've got a little EP, little, little tiny EP <laughs> together, um, which will be out going well um, at the end of the year, and obviously I'd love to get back um, and, and do some shows, hopefully do some shows here in New Zealand uh, with different band members mm. um, before I before I hit back to London. So I like to think that um, it was sort of more of a how I say it, like a mindset rising for the eyes. It not really
0: necessarily
1: depend on uh, you know, specific banders. Yeah. I like to think anyone could um, be substituted for the uh, instrumental parts, but I think it was certainly more
0: And even then, like working with them, are you still continually like sending maybe some demo vocal samples like over the phone and stuff to them to like work on another EP or even an album in the future? (laughs) Well Paul know by now that I'm a total and out of control
1: freak. i didn't get out to my bandmates and say, thank you for like this, but in a awesome musical way. <laughs> or knows that I'm no such multi instrumentalist. So I sort of give them the, the bones, of how oh, I want it to sound, but now you play it in your own special way and add in your own little taste and your own here and there, thank you yeah, And, um, yeah, at the studio, or in this case, you'll just do it via, via the,
0: the, web whip, and uh, process at the moment. But yeah, I do want to, um, I'm sort of writing it up for a future album. When that will eventuate, who knows, mm. It's uh, the genesis of it is there. Of course, um, but one of the things I've been, of course most amazed about in the past year since you moving to London has been your modeling career. Because you've worked with of course some of the biggest up and coming names such as Charlotte Knows and Charles Jeffrey, and then some of the of course main heavy hitters like Gucci and Balenciaga. Like what was your experience? Did you expect like being able to walk for them when you got over to London eventually? What was that?
1: No! Absolutely! It's- not. There was that probably no expectation of um, what I would think is I, I sort of moved over there uh, with the expectation that I would probably do some sort of like, media, like a mediocre boring soul-fucking job in a, like a retail store or something and then change mm. music on the side and I had really no expectation that uh, I would be broadly set among four Time. and it's just been so bizarre that all of these opportunities sort of uh, seemingly come out of nowhere but obviously I'm not at all complaining because the main thing for me is that it, you know, it pays the bill but yeah. it gives me time to do what I really want to do which is music. Yeah. So, yeah, um, sort of thing where I landed in London, whether or not the first week of you dinner know, meet uh, Charlotte Knowles send a video off to Balenciaga with me walking and then I got signed and then the following week I met Eve Zimmer which was just like the most bizarre I think, reading thing I had to be careful that's been, like the first week you know, and then I nope. uh, a good
0: place. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like one of the biggest things that I was like just blown away by because of course, seeing you at the garden show, then you leaving, moving away, and then immediately just seeing you backstage with Eves, I was just in utter shock when I saw that because of course both you and I are huge.
1: I Started talking, Lord knows how that came about. I think he saw a video of me making he for mm. like, oh, you. I've been too scared to reach out to you, but uh, I really wanted to. And I was like, what? The fuck? What is happening? Um, and so I sent him demos, and he was like, yeah, this is sick. Like, let's hang out, let's work together. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> Uh, uh, I well, not i I'm, so, I'm, wild. I'm, just, I'm, I'm in as much as anyone else
0: that That oh my god, that is fantastic hearing that for you. Um I just wanna go back yeah, to <laughs> it, it's it's oh that's a struggle. Hopefully they get rescheduled, which and this most likely will. Yeah, I
1: hope so. yeah. But, um... I really the so, uh, because live shows are, are just fucking out
0: Of course, um, with going back to your music career, you've recently come out saying you've fallen out of love with your past album, Ultra Red. You've also fallen out of love of Switchblade's EP, which was your first project. Um, sonically, yeah. where have, do you have you been, like, going through? Because, like, you've been influenced by Lydia Lunch and Nick Cave as well as Susie Sue and Banshees and all that. Where's yes. this Sonic Evolution oh, for you? <laughs> um
1: Sonic Evolution, well I think honestly if, as I'm as I'm being completely honest, I think that I started falling out of with, with Ultra Red. When I'm making it, I think I realized Mm. I think that I just felt a little bit rewarded, and, and then that wasn't the expected route for me to take. So, you know, I uh, fulfilled my duties, so to speak, mm. and it didn't do well, which is fine. You know, not, not everything is going to do well, and I yes. just a bad plan. It's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going. Now, now, I'm only ever going to do what I want to do, and I'm only ever going to make music, that I want to listen to myself. Um, you know, I've always been uh, a huge fan of punk and post punk, yeah. rockabilly, um, you know, that kind of era of music, um, I thought, alright, I'm finally going to benefit my own meet after um, being a band thing and writing and uh, with the, the intention of being played by a band and that's what I say lift New Zealand lift everything, brand new clean flight and um, yeah I, I could be happier I'm I'm really sort of um, I feel like I'm proud for the first time and am quite excited about this upcoming season <clears throat> with Ultra Red I was quite embarrassed and a little bit ashamed and I, and, and I, was, I was proud of the production side of things but I always thought that uh, in terms of lyrics and themes it was just a little bit undeveloped perhaps, naive, uh, and perhaps a bit naive so this is my time to actually make something that that I really like and I did that and I'm uh, bloody stoked <laughs> Um, quite a big sonic shift from the old stuff. But I don't know, I think this year was about October, you probably understand what kind of music I'm into. So mm. I think she's much of a
0: shock. Well it's been a pleasure talking to you about everything right now and hope you enjoy the rest of your day and the doctors, I guess. If you haven't have you <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean to the doctors Okay. down. Easy, fit
0: and healthy. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Paul. I, I hope that we get to meet in the post-COVID world once again. That was a Radio 1 91FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.